Well, welcome back to the Grace Bible Church Midweek Podcast. Uh, we're so glad you've joined us. Brent, it is a beautiful day to do this. Gorgeous. Gorgeous inside. You can actually you can you can hear the birds right outside my mother-in-law suite that are just going wild. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um and I've got a rabbit in my room. We our family got a rabbit recently, and so if you hear some thumping, that's uh, that's a little rosy over there. Mm. But uh, but it is a it's a great day to do this, um, Brent. Uh, we are uh, privileged to be able to to share some a little bit about this past Sunday and what's coming up. Um, and uh, we've got Zach joining us. Uh, Zach Martin joining us a little bit later, right? Yeah, Zach Martin. Uh, boy, what a what a joy it's been to to get to know him over these last two years. And talk about a man that he loves the body. Zach and Ashley Martin are a great blessing to Grace Bible. Have uh, long roots here at Grace Bible and love the people, love the Lord. And you know, I remember when I first met Zach. Uh, one of the first times I sat down with him the spring break that I visited two years ago, and and they just went around a table and people were sharing their hearts for the church and and. Uh, you know, he, I don't know if he get mad at me telling you this, but he, he just, and he, he's got a strong looking, you know, he's talking about a division one football player, a big guy, uh, but a pure heart, tender heart, loves the Lord. And, and so mm-hmm. we're going around the table and, and he shares and he starts tearing up and just talking about his love for the church and desire to see men know the Lord and uh, be passionate, take leadership in their, in their homes. And mm-hmm. uh, we're just with a humble shepherd-like heart. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. So it's been a joy to serve with him. He helps to do it. He does a lot of things. I mean, he helps to lead our, uh, a part of our leadership of our facilities and maintenance team that people get involved with, uh, with a, with a great team that's there. Katie Mitchell and others do a wonderful job. And then, uh, he, he helps to lead our, our men's ministry as well. And, uh, but just to really appreciate him and he'll be rotating off later this year from the elder board. Uh, but he's been a, he's been a blessing there, uh, to our body. So excited to hear from, from, from he and, uh, uh, from him, and and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good time. Love that brother, and and Ashley is just absolutely uh, even his better half with all those nice things <laughs> I said about him. There's no doubt. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's got uh, a great story, and I, I love being able to to hear from him. And you know, um, it's actually been pretty amazing to hear uh, the story of so many of our church members uh, here lately. We have challenged the church to to share their story. And uh, church, you've been faithful to jump right in with that. Um, it's um, you know, it's it's been a blessing to to hear and to know what the Lord has brought people from and and what He's doing in them now, uh, and to know that we're all saved by the same gospel, the same work that God has done uh, in us. Yeah, you know, I think that's going to be a beautiful continued stream. It's not like there's a deadline to be able to turn those in. And I've, I've spoken with several people who've. Uh, and we've received emails from people who've compiled their their testimony. They've answered those questions. You know, there's been some struggle of how do I get this under four minutes? And I, I'd encourage people not to not to sweat the four minutes. A four minute idea is just being able to be more concise in our in our thoughts and given the uh, some highlights from the way the Lord's worked in our life. And mm-hmm. uh, but I would just encourage people to continue, you know, continue to write those and, and work those out and share those. Share those with your small group. 
Uh, I know last night in our small group, we had uh, uh, someone shared theirs and it was a blessing to hear. But the key is that we we know we can articulate how the Lord's worked in our life and you never know how God's going to use that. So I just encourage people to continue and the weeks to come, you know, post it, uh, do the the hashtag GBC NAC so people can can search that and find that. Matter of fact, if, if uh, you do have a Facebook, that's a way to search that. You can just Type in GBC NAC, and you should be able to see a stream of people that have made those tags and hear different stories from our, our church members. And that's been a really, really a neat thing. And you can also, that that hashtag that's been used all around the world, uh, Jesus Changed My Life, it's been, uh, you can kind of go down a, a beautiful rabbit trail in that way and hearing how the Lord has rescued just people from all over the earth. Uh, it's been a, it's been a really neat tool. So excited to see how the Lord continues to use that. And you know what, Stephen, I get really excited to think about family and friends and even people that are friends of those friends uh, who comment on videos and who see them. It's because other people are able to see that testimony and take time to watch and listen. There's no way that you could ever calculate how many people have been able to hear how the Lord has impacted their life uh, over the last couple of weeks. So excited to see how God continues to use that in the days to come. All right, I am sitting down here with Zach. I'm not well, not sitting with you. I'm sitting down virtually with you, uh, with Zach Martin uh, today. Zach, thanks for spending time talking with us today. Absolutely. Um, Zach, how did you end up at Grace Bible Church? Well, before we start with the question and answer session, I don't know if you've heard, Uh-oh. Stephen, about this thing called coronavirus, but it's keeping us all at our home. I have heard but, about it. Um, I did want to say just a shout out to uh, the leadership of our church. You, Brent, Jenny Jones, uh, John, and uh, just all of the people that are involved in kids ministry that are helping make that possible Hmm. uh, during this time. You guys have done an amazing job. And so just really appreciate you guys and uh, what an answer to prayer you guys have been. Two years ago, even before all of this, the answered prayer that we're getting to see as members, uh, it's unbelievable. So thank you, Lord, yeah. for that. But yeah, Praise just God. wanted to uh, yeah, say thank you personally. Yeah, I appreciate your encouragement for sure. Thank you for always honestly being a, a, a great source of encouragement. But, sure. So uh, yeah. where did I come from? How did I get to <laughs> grace? Is that what you asked? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I grew up in Nacogdoches and um, found this beautiful young girl early in life. When I was 15, 16 years old, uh, Ashley Cagle, she was going to, uh, she was basically raised in Grace Bible Church. And uh, I met her in high school. And at that point, I just was tagging along, just hanging out with a really good looking girl. And uh, ended up coming to Grace Bible, hanging out with the youth group, played sports with a lot of the guys that were in the youth group. And at that time, parents really led the youth groups. Uh, We didn't really have a a youth group leader per se during the week. And so we'd meet at homes, uh, the Libram's house, uh, the Cagle's house, or at the Dotson's house. And so uh, that's how I came to Grace, uh, really at an early age, and uh, just was welcomed wholeheartedly by those people at that time. And they treated me like uh, one of their own. Well, I know 
um, talking with you and and spending time with you. I know that you absolutely love this church. And um, could you maybe just explain um, what what Grace Bible Church actually means to you? I mean, how what role does the church play in your life and you know, what kind of blessing have you been able to receive because of being a part of this body of believers? Yeah, that, that would take a real long interview, but I know in the course of this for a lot of people have had to narrow it down, listening to the Busby's last week of just what it meant to them. I think the things that they've seen to come to fruition over the years uh, have been We've been the beneficiaries of that uh, as younger people. I'm talking about you and I and a lot of the middle age people and younger. Uh, we've gotten to see that because when I first came back, moved back to Nacogdoches from high school in my or from college in the first year of being married, uh, there weren't really any small groups. And so mm-hmm. it was like not many young couples and not a whole lot of young marrieds with kids. And so what it means to me is just seeing the the prayer prayers again that have been answered from even years back of our women praying religiously with uh, Dottie Tucker and just asking for younger couples to come to our church. And we're getting to see that. And so the blessings that I've gotten to see from that is church is a training ground. It's a place of encouragement. Mm -hmm. It's a place where uh, this last week, you know, over Easter, uh, it really hit home for my daughter who's seven. Um, she said, you know, it's great that we don't really have to go to church to have Easter. But the encouraging part that we got to talk through with her about was that, yeah, but being able to go to church and seeing all of my friends and the people that I love and the encouragement we get and the the, the feeding that we get from Scripture there, the teaching, uh, that's encouraging too, Taylor. And so, yeah, what a what a weird time for us to be away from that blessing, especially for me and what it means to me. Uh, getting to see a lot of my, my, my friends. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what it's meant to me over the years. And just the older generation willing to feed into our lives. Uh, I remember just encouragement years ago of a guy named Lee Danis, um, and just of Gail Wyatt. Hmm. Um, there was a man at, at the time, Ron Schaub, Gene Cagle, Rick Hurst, Bud Wright. I can go through a list of the older generation and just talk about the encouragement of their willingness to feed into a young, dumb guy's life like myself. And uh, that means a lot to me. Uh, Zach, you also uh, help lead some efforts to minister to and, and lead our men in our church. Um, could you maybe just take a second to, to help us um, to know wh- what are you seeing um, in in men's ministry, how are you seeing men uh, being changed uh, to to love the Lord um, and through that ministry? Yeah, first of all, I always like to introduce uh, being a part of men's ministry of being so jealous of our women's ministry. Um, <laughs> I know it's not possible at a lot of churches to get a men's ministry to probably be as strong as a women's ministry. I know that's not a reality. Uh, women are more togetherness. Women are more willing to be open women are more willing to uh, have than share that time and or have that time because you know it, it just works out especially during the weekdays but 
what I am seeing and what's encouraging about men's ministry at Grace Bible is a that we we have a leader now, and that is uh, Brent Bullard. What is great about Brent is he simply comes up with a tremendous amount of material. He's just I know you know him better than I do, and a lot of people. He's all in for one, but then he just brings to the table so much information and um, criteria and work that we can go through. Uh, and that's been just so beneficial for me because uh, a guy that it just seems like I have a lot going on. A lot of the times I'm just one track. He can handle a whole lot of different things at once. So, hey, that's the best thing that's come about for men's ministry, I think, in a long time at Grace Bible. Very grateful for that. But the second part of it is, is just the encouragement that we're seeing through numbers. And even through this time, uh, Brent called me just excited after the first week of having this breakout of men's ministry throughout coronavirus, that it being done on Zoom, which everybody knows how to Zoom now. Um, but it has turned into more of our guys have had to step up and lead. Mm-hmm. More of our guys don't, and I'm, I'm just as guilty as this of if I'm put in charge of a group of guys and we were able to meet once a week, we'd all come up with a thousand excuses. But with this, uh, there's no time frame. We're able to meet. And it's really, this has kind of been a blessing and chaos here in that we, none of us have any excuses. We can meet when necessary. We can meet at nine o'clock at night or six in the morning. Uh, we don't have to go to a physical property or building. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can get our encouragement through that. Um, maybe if you could, maybe just one final word. If you if you could, how would you how would you encourage the church right now? You know, we're like you like you've brought up a couple of times. This is a, a unique time. How would you, um, if you had just a minute to, to speak to the church, how would you encourage us? Yeah, the the thing I worry about for me is just getting uh, lackadaisical. Uh, that's not really encouragement, I guess. But, uh, you know, I think for a lot of people being away from church, maybe even stepping and gracing the doorsteps of a church is a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I think during this time, the scary part is is for people like that and uh, maybe even myself who kind of can be a loner sometimes. we got to be careful of that. Uh, We've got to be mindful of that. But also the other side of that is, is uh, knowing and encouraging that we will get back together. And yeah. I, I'm finding that I desperately need that. My wife needs that. And I'm really finding that our seven-year-old needs that. She's missing friends bad. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, the encouragement is that we will be together. But during this time, what a great time just to be together as a family or as families. Or if you're by yourself, really spend some time with the Lord. And um, mm-hmm. that's been encouraging for us. Uh, this past week, we were able to go through the uh, uh, the week of Jesus up to the cross with our daughter. And nightly, we did that. Uh, our, our kids' ministry put together the packet, did it for us, and it was fantastic. But mm-hmm. I guess the encouragement right now is that a lot of this stuff has been taken away from us, church togetherness. Uh, but we can still... Nothing changes. We still had Easter. The story of Easter didn't change. The story of the cross hadn't changed. And uh, we can also spend that time in his word, and that'll never change. So, yeah, that's been encouraging for me during this time. Yeah. 
Well, thanks for encouraging me and the church. Um, I'm privileged to know you, blessed to know you, and uh, to serve with you, and just so thankful for you and your family, um, and the way that, that the Lord has, you know, I get to benefit by the way that the Lord has changed you and called you and equipped you. Uh, I receive that personal blessing as well as the whole church. Um, that's that's the way that the Lord has built this thing, right? Like He is He is uniquely gifted and called each one of us and changed us and saved us. Um, and I I get to benefit from that from you. So thank you so much for uh, spending the time to talk with us. Yeah, what a great definition of the church and for the hundreds and thousands of people that listen to this podcast every week. If the one thing that they can hear is that, that's a huge win that, uh, yeah. We're here to sharpen each other, encourage each other, especially during a time like this. And so really, again, Stephen, grateful for you and Brent and y'all taking time to do this every week. It's really encouraging to get to hear this once a week for me and my wife. And so, yeah, it's fun. Thank you, guys. Yeah, praise God. Thanks. Well, we're continuing in John chapter 6 this Sunday uh, for our our passage, and um, got a a lengthy passage, but filled with uh, rich truth for us. So, uh, Brent, why don't you uh, help us know where we're going to be going this Sunday? 49 verses. It's about 50 verses that we'll be spending time in, and it's the same scene. So that's why we covered last week the Passover feast time, the crowd comes to him, the feeding of the 5,000 men. And then he leaves to the other side of the sea. He's gone back to the east side of the sea and at Capernaum. And the crowd, what we're going to find this Sunday, they find him. They, they follow up after him. And we get to see Jesus' words to them. And it is three things at the same time. I think, I think your spirit as a believer reads it, and, and you just can't help but just be overwhelmed with three emotions. Uh, the first is, is heartbreaking. It is absolutely heartbreaking to see what happens to the crowd uh, in their response to Jesus's true words, but it's not the time for him to be given over yet. It's not the hour has not yet come, so he's not going to allow himself to be taken to be some kind of puppet king. Uh, so it's heartbreaking that they leave, but it's also it's hope building because mm. we see so much about the nature of uh, of God. We see the success that God works in when circumstances seem to certainly not look successful. You can talk about tens of thousands of people, probably very possibly, that are leaving. Uh, at this time, no longer wanting to, to be followers of Jesus. And and then as a believer, we look, and, and this is life-changing. This is one of the most beautiful, powerful texts that we can read, because to eat and drink of Jesus is to come and believe on Jesus. He is the Holy mm-hmm. One of God. And that's where we see this statement you know, that Peter gets at the end of the text, and how easily, uh, Stephen, I know we're this way, we've talked about this, but how easily we can gauge our circumstances just by looking around and being... Mm-hmm you know, just distraught. Uh, and that's what Jesus asks the disciples. And Peter, the mouthpiece of the disciples, speaks up, answers for the group. And he tells them, Lord, to, to, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And that's that's the good news we have to build our lives on in a season like this. To, to whom else do we go? We have the one that has, we believe in the one that, that has eternal life. We cling mm-hmm. to Jesus. And so this truly is a life-changing message and a beautiful text. And and your text that you chose, your song that you introduced to us two weeks ago that, I, that you're going to do again this Sunday, it fits exactly with that idea of looking 
to the Lord, that he will hold us fast. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's such a fitting uh, sentiment. You know, where where else could we possibly go? Um, where else could we possibly put our hope in that would be consistent and that would be filled with hope and joy uh, except in Christ? And so I, I just want to read this third verse real quickly. Um, For my life he bled and died, Christ will hold me fast. Justice has been satisfied. He will hold me fast. Raised with him to endless life, he will hold me fast. Till our faith is turned to sight when he comes at last. What uh, mm. joyful words to sing. It's the, it's the summing up of the gospel that we get to sing and fully trust in. Um, not anything of this world or of our own doing, of uh, our circumstances, but only in Christ are we secure, um, and eternally secure in Him. So mm. it'll be a joy to sing that together this Sunday. That's beautiful, brother. Can't wait. 